Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. Vinyl Vibrations is musical exploration into sounds and grooves from artists that produce their works on vinyl records. Many music recording formats have come and gone, but the vinyl LP has stood the test of time. It is durable and delivers stunning sound. From these podcasts, the actual vinyl LPs played in the show go back to the 1950s, more than 70 years after their production date. Vinyl Records captures a rich period in pop, rock, jazz, and classical music history. In each show, I explore a topic in the artist's music that makes their work unique and timeless. I'm your host, Brian Frederick, here on Vinyl Vibrations. Today's Vinyl Vibrations episode features Stevie Wonder in his early years and more specifically, his instrumental compositions. Stevie Wonder is an international pop icon, singer-songwriter, record producer, multi-instrumental musician, harmonica, keyboards, drums, bass guitar, guitar, and an incredibly talented singer as well. Wonder is an innovator. He pioneered the use of the early analog synthesizer during the 1970s. His albums are individual works of art, carefully crafted and thematic. Stevie Wonder's influence extends across a range of genres that include rhythm and blues, pop, soul, gospel, funk, and jazz. He's often been referred to as a one-man band because of his broad range of talents in music composition, music production, and most of all, music performance. Born Stevelyn Hardaway Morris, Stevie Wonder was born on May 13, 1950 in Saginaw, Michigan. That's near Saginaw Bay off Lake Huron, about 100 miles northwest of Detroit. In the 1950s, Saginaw County had several General Motors plants and many companies building parts that went down to the big Detroit assembly plants. It was booming economic period for the entire U.S. auto industry. It was a difficult birth. Wonder was born six weeks premature and placed in an oxygen-rich incubator, which resulted in retinopathy of prematurity, causing his blindness. When he was four, his mother divorced with his father and along with her three kids, moved 100 miles down the road to bustling Detroit, home of Motown Records. At age eight, Steve Lind attended the Whitestone Baptist Church on Detroit's west side. There. He developed his musical talents, playing piano, drums, and harmonica. And he also sang in the choir there and became a soloist. Stevie was quickly recognized as a prodigy. He further developed his singing talent with a friend, and they performed as Stevie and John on Street Corners. When he was just 11, this musical prodigy was discovered by Ronnie White of The Miracles, and that in turn resulted in a meeting with Motown Records founder, Barry Gordy, who signed him with the Tamla label of Motown Records. At that time, he was given the professional name, Little Stevie Wonder. That was 1961, and Wonder had a five-year rolling contract with royalties that were to be held in trust until he was 21. 
The weekly pay for this young artist was meager, a stipend of just $2.50 a week plus a tutor for Stevie when he was on tour. That $2.50 weekly stipend would be worth about $25 a week today. At age 12, he enrolled in Michigan School for the Blind in Lansing, Michigan. To start today's podcast, I featured the album titled Yvette's Red Now. There's some humor in the album title. Yvette's Red Now is Stevie Wonder spelled backwards. And on the first release of the album, his name did not appear on the cover. The album is also unique for Stevie as it is an instrumental album. No lyrics, no poetry. This is an easy listening pop and rhythm and blues instrumental album released on the Gordy Records label in 1968. Gordy was one of four Motown labels. Those labels were Gordy, Tamla, Motown, and Soul. The release I have was released on the Motown label and adds, how do you spell Stevie Wonder backwards on the cover? Stevie was only 18 at the time of this release, although this is Wonder's ninth studio album. Prolific, boundless energy. Featured on this song is the skillful harmonica melody. Wonder plays the harmonica, drums, piano, but most notably, his harmonica style is unique, very melodic, rich with feeling, and unmistakably Stevie Wonder listening to it 55 years later. Have a listen to this wonderful song and Stevie Wonder's distinctive harmonica line. And now, How Can You Believe by Stevie Wonder.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was How Can You Believe by Stevie Wonder from the Yves Rednow LP 1968, a pop tune. Credits go to Stevie Wonder, music composer, arranger, and producer. Stevie Wonder plays the harmonica for the song's melody, percussion, piano, and synthesizer. We have Benny Benjamin on drums, James Jamerson on bass guitar, and the Funk Brothers on instrumentation. More on the Funk Brothers later. Now from that same album, Yvette's Red Now, on the track titled Which Way the Wind, there is a clavinet instrument on this song. The clavinet was a new instrument, an electrically amplified clavichord, and it was first manufactured by the Honer Company in Germany starting in 1964. Honer is known for harmonicas, accordions, and recorders. We all played the recorder in elementary school, remember? The clavichord itself is a very old keyboard instrument from the late Middle Ages and was used from the years 1500 to 1800. Here's a sample of what a clavichord sounds like. This instrument was made in about the year 1600. It's an amazing sound coming from this 400-year-old keyboard. Also featured on this album is the Funk Brothers. The Funk Brothers is a Detroit-based collective of first-call studio session musicians that backed most Motown records in the 1960s, similar concept to the Wrecking Crew collective over in LA. The Funk Brothers eventually moved to LA in 72. You'll hear this ensemble on hits like My Girl, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, Baby Love, I Was Made to Love Her, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, Tears of a Clown, and Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And of course, on this earlier song was Stevie Wonder, Which Way the Wind. And now, Which Way the Wind, 1968, with the brass and strings of the Funk Brothers, and Stevie Wonder drives the melody on the Honer Clavinet.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Which Way the Wind by Stevie Wonder from the Yvette's Red Now LP, 1968. Stevie Wonder also used that Honer clavinet on his 1972 hit, Superstition. Here's a bit from Superstition with that clavinet. Credits go to Stevie Wonder, music composer, arranger, and producer, and the Honer clavinet. Benny Benjamin on drums, James Jamerson on bass guitar, and the Funk Brothers, instrumentation, session musicians. In 1972, four years after this album's release, Stevie Wonder toured the U.S. with the Rolling Stones America Tour. I was fortunate to have seen that show in the Rubber Bowl in Akron, Ohio. Stevie did the warm-up show. He was truly a one-man band. He was guided around the stage by his team and played the bass, drums, keyboards, percussion, harmonica. He did vamps, plus his pop hits. Quite a show that evening at the Rubber Bowl. Frankly, I was more impressed by Stevie Wonder's incredible performance than the main act. The double album, Songs in the Key of Life, was released in September 1976. This double album has many different styles and is complex. Some find the album hard to absorb, but I believe this is one of the three best Stevie Wonder albums. The marketplace responded. This album became first by an American artist to debut straight as number one on the Billboard charts, where it stood for 14 non-consecutive weeks. On this instrumental, Stevie is the composer. However, the musical performance features Philadelphia session guitarist Michael Sambello. Sambella was featured on the earlier album Fulfilling This First Finale in 74. He is also a core artist on this album Songs in the Key of Life. And now, Contusion.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Contusion by Stevie Wonder from the Songs in the Key of Life album, Motown Records, 1976. Credits go to Gregory Fillingames on keyboard, Mike Sembello on lead guitar, Raymond Pound's drums, Nathan Watts' bass, and Stevie Wonder is the composer, producer, and arranger. Now, one more from the Songs in the Key of Life album. The other very cool thing about vinyl records was that some artists went the extra step of providing liner notes. These liner notes would include things like music and production credits, maybe the lyrics, maybe some analysis or critique. These notes are informative, and the idea is that you're captivated while listening and reading the notes of these new songs. In this case, Stevie Wonder went overboard and added a 22-page booklet with all the song lyrics and song credits. So Songs in the Key of Life is a treasured collectible. Another great thing about Wonder is that he's so prolific he published in double album sets. That's a lot of new music to absorb. So the records were numbered to accommodate a stackable record player so that songs were heard in the intended order. But Stevie did not stop at two LP records. There was more. In this case, there was a bonus 7-inch record. It looks like a 45 RPM disc, but it plays at LP speeds. Because of this slower speed, four bonus songs fit on this small format. One of the songs on the bonus disc is titled Easy Goin' Evening, a harmonica song composed by Stevie. The bonus 7-inch EP was produced, arranged, and composed by Stevie. And now, here is Easy Goin' Evening by Stevie Wonder. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Easy Going Evening by Stevie Wonder. And that 7-inch disc is titled A Something's Extra for Songs in the Key of Life. By Motown Records, Inc., 1976. Stevie Wonder produced, arranged, and composed the four songs on the bonus disc. Stevie Wonder on harmonica, electric piano, and drums, and Nathan Watts on bass. Songs in the Key of Life became the second best-selling album of 1977 in the United States, behind only Fleetwood Mac's blockbuster Rumors album. And the album won Album of the Year and two Grammys. The album ranks fourth on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Now for a mostly instrumental album, a soundtrack album, a thematic album. Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants is Stevie Wonder's creation in 1979, another double LP set. It is the soundtrack to the documentary The Secret Life of Plants based on a 1973 book by that title by Peter Tompkins and Christopher Bird. The documentary features time-lapse photography of growing plants. We hear Stevie's harmonica lead, the melody in his first song, The First Garden. A key fact, this album features the invention of modern day sampling. This is an early experiment, Wonder composed with a music sampler called a computer music melodeon. This device was invented by Harry Mendel in 1976. It's an analog to digital sampling synthesizer. With this collection of hardware, you could record any sound the recorded sound would be stored in memory, and you could play it back instantly, but change the sound to play it perhaps at a different pitch, or a different speed, or a different modulation. That was the beginning of sampling. Many of the nature sounds in the song are from the sampler. Stevie recorded and transformed sounds. Here are some sample sounds, the animal sounds in particular. About that computer music melodeon, the story goes that Stevie paid Harry Mandel, the product inventor, over $20,000 for one, intended for use on this album. That's the equivalent of $85,000 in today's dollars, so only a rich musician could afford one. Quite a leap in the use of technology and music. Over the years, many competitors emerged and improvements evolved the process of sampling. Today, it's all digital and it's amorphous and it's just called sampling. And now, The First Garden by Stevie Wonder.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was The First Garden by Stevie Wonder from the album Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, Motown Records, 1979. Stevie Wonder, music and all instruments, arranger and producer, the sampler, the computer music melodeon, the harmonica, the synthesizer, and the bass. Journey Through the Secret Life was also one of the earliest popular albums to use digital recording technology, which Wonder used for all his subsequent recordings. Stevie was definitely an early adopter of technology and music production with digital sampling and digital recording. Another cool thing about this album, the front cover lettering was embossed. Interesting. Stevie's recent LPs were also printed with braille caption and messages for blind readers as it was on this album. Feel the embossed letters and the braille on the front and back covers. Voyage to India is our next song. Here's a longer song set of Stevie Wonder. The LP is a bit tricky because on side one there are physically six songs arranged on seven tracks. Despite the extensive liner notes, I'm left guessing that Voyage to India draws from two tracks. The first part begins with a Western classical string introduction, violin strings, double bass, and a cello. No doubt it was all synthetic because there are no credits for those instruments. This ends with a crashing sound of thunder, and here is a bit of that intro. The second part features a melody led by a sitar. The sitar is played by Ben Bridges. Bridges replaced guitarist Sambello, whom we heard on Contusion. Bridges was a sideman for Wonder from 1975 to 1992 and played rhythm guitar. Here is that sitar sound. Voyage to India, 1979, by Stevie Wonder. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial.
It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Voyage to India by Stevie Wonder from the double LP Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, Motown Records, 1979. Credits go to Stevie Wonder, music and all instruments except sitar. He's the arranger and producer. He also plays piano, synthesizer, and bass, and Ben Bridges on sitar. And our last song is titled Tree from Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants album. Tree evokes the feelings of strength, growth, longevity, beauty. Wonder uses upward key changes to add sound and power. Also, he uses the computer, music, melodeon, digital sampler, and synthesizer to compose some of the song's sounds. And now, Tree by Stevie Wonder, 1979.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Tree by Stevie Wonder from the double LP Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, Motown Records, 1979. Stevie Wonder gets credit for the music and all instruments. He's the arranger and producer. He plays piano, synthesizers, and bass, and of course uses the computer music melodia. That concludes our show today. I hope you enjoyed listening to a different aspect of Stevie Wonder, namely his instrumental music. Please subscribe to hear new episodes of this free podcast. That's today's show, Stevie Wonder Instrumentals, on Vinyl Vibrations. I'm your host, Brian Frederick. Stay subscribed. Vinyl Vibrations.